podcast episode 51 myself samuel law i've got coach with me yes yes shahab welcome yes. back thank you samuel glad to be here yeah shahab you're gonna see more of shahab um around the channel um look out for some more content for shahab where he's breaking down games uh previewing big big games as well so yeah, you will see that on the channel soon you know what spurs let's get straight into it spurs listen one of the topics I had for the podcast today, yeah, especially at 3 0 up, was can Spurs, um, can Jose pull it off basically? Can he challenge for the title with the Spurs side? Yeah, because you're looking at it, free flowing football. Uh, we'll get into, into what Jose can do later. But I mean, 3 3, for them to just implode like that, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Spurs 3 0 up against West Ham. Uh, West Ham in the last 11 minutes, score 3. Final score three three, um yeah. Coach, take take the lead with that. Man. Take, <laughs> take, take, take the lead. I don't even know where to start with this match. Just top Spurs were comfortable. I think West Ham scored in the 80th minute or something like that. Yeah. His last ten minutes. Seventy nine. Yeah. 80th. Yeah. 80th minute, and it just went to to crap for Spurs. To be fair, I mean they were comfortable. I mean we we've, we've, we've seen the document. We keep going back to it, but we've all seen the documentary yeah. about Jose. Very adamant on stupid fouls. Yeah, at half time. Them away. Yeah, at half time. What would he have told them? Don't concede. I'm yeah, because sure they know they can score goals. Yeah. So that's that's the whole thing about for everyone knows. Yeah. The less you concede, obviously, more chance you can obviously win the match and whatnot. So mm. he's very simple like that. Mm. You're three 0 up. Don't let them score the next goal. The next goal is either the heads are gonna go down at four 0 mm. or you're gonna let them back in. And they were doing what they needed to do. Mm. At 3-0. Second minute, half, you mean? Second half, they were just seeing the game out. They were seeing... West Ham did come into it. They sat back, obviously, when you're winning 3-0. But by the 80th minute, at 3-0, you're still expecting a team like Spurs to see it through. No, but to touch on that, though, yeah. Shahab, with, you see, like, there's certain managers, you know, when they're free up, um, they're just going to keep on going for it. Yeah? Their team's going to play the same way. Like, you know, try, let's get four, let's get five. Jose, we all know Jose is a kind of manager... He's gonna be like, guys, we've scored three. I'm not sure if he's saying sit back, but I'm not gonna they... say sit back. You're not gonna say sit back. He's yeah, gonna but... be like, just mindful. Just be mindful now. Now you can't go. We're not playing nil. We're not. It's not nil nil. Just don't play like it's nil nil. Play like you're three nil up. Why can't you? Why can't? Ah, oh, fair enough. Just right, be fair. smart with it. Fair. You know, like for instance, um, sorry to cut you. So, um, if if Hoiberg is going up, like um, Sissoko and Undembele, just sit. Mm. Be smart. You don't need all three of you going up trying to score a goal for midfield. Just be smart. We're 3-0 up. We're not chasing the game. What What do you think Jose kind of should have said? Was it Was it the right thing to say? Or should he just said, listen, keep on playing? Well, we don't know what he said. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, 3-0, three, three goals in the last 10 minutes. That's mad. Mm. It's just mad. Um, but we'll speak, you were saying off camera that about the, the third goal. And Harry Winks, how he just backs out slightly. Mm. It's small things like that. Listen, it's an yeah. <laughs> unbelievable hit. And um, but his pet peeve is obviously like conceding like, set stupid pieces goals. Stuff. It's like mm. Sissoko giving away a stupid foul, and not only to give away a stupid foul, you're the one who didn't even get up off the floor to head the ball when they got their first goal, correct? Yeah, so you gave away the foul, and then you went into the box to head the ball didn't, out, didn't even and jump. you didn't even redeem your first mistake, you made a second mistake, mm. and this is what allowed West Ham back into the game. And these are the things that Jose talks about. If you want to get to the next level with these players and whatnot, they have to understand that, listen, <laughs> it comes down to you can't be nice boys mm. like that, but you can't be nice, but you also got to be smart. He also likes smart players. Guys, like the goals that, the first goal that West Ham scored, that header, you saw the replay. Yeah, 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 Even yeah. you were yelling at the TV. So, Soka, are you going to get off the ground? Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to get... He's doing this. He's turning his back like that whilst yeah. the person's headering it into your goal. Yeah. Does that look like someone that wants to see this game out? Comment on Sissoko. We all know Marina don't like him. What <laughs> you don't think? No, nah, I think um, yeah. in the in the documentary, um, his assistant said to him, "He's the alpha. Oh, like, yeah, he's, he's one of the. the like, I think he was really just surprised. He was. Yeah, he was just yeah. surprised. I yeah, I, I don't think he don't because he wouldn't play him. Yeah, he would. No, he wouldn't play. You know, he, he, he wouldn't play. Him. But I think he was surprised that he was announced as mm. oh, Sissoko as a leader. Ooh, I haven't seen it. Mm. But yeah, for me, it was just ten minutes of absolute madness. But it's also ten minutes of just Spurs. At the end of the day, it's the same old Spurs. And it's, it's, it's for me, also, we've got to touch on Gareth Bale at 3-2, should have scored. 
Don't care if you're fit or not fit. The quality of player he is, the chance he had at 3-2, yeah. he's got to score that chance. Yeah. He's got to score. Great footwork from him. Beat the first man. I thought he was going to bend it far post, mm. but he just wrapped his foot around trying to catch the keeper off guard and hit the near post, mm. but he just dragged Let's it Let's talk about the good parts though, Spurs, because I mean, that first half, the way they started the game, um, I know we're starting to see kind of Kane in that kind of quarterback style role where he's... he's the, he's got the runners and he's just spraying, you know, the ball uh, over to Son and, and Bergwijn. But, I mean, Kane, I want to give him a shout out because Kane is like, he's a couple of years back, I don't think he does this. Mm. You know, I don't think he does this. And I think he's, he's maturing now and he realises that, okay, I can't be greedy and just try back all the goals. So he's actually bringing players through, you understand? Mm. Like Son and him, he and Son, they're, they're, the connection is second to none. You know, um, to be fair, to be fair, I know why he's now doing this though, in terms of um, Kane, because remember with the old Spurs and Pochettino, Deli Ali was playing that position, so he needs to be further up the pitch because Deli Ali was making them late runs into the box mm. and late runs in behind balls over the top stuff like that. But now there's a gap there because Jose looks like he's playing three in midfield with the with a triangle, so one and a two. If you have one and a two and you've got two wingers, there's a gap. In between, there's a hole in the midfield where you can drop deep, and then you've got Son and um, whoever it is, Bergwin today and and Bale, who can make those inside runs, mm. who have pace, so they can occupy the, the back four while Kane drops, mm. and that's why when Kane receives the ball, he's always on a half turn because he's very smart. Like, very he gets on a, He gets on a half turn and he can pick a pass. But Son is always one on one against the defender. Yep. He's always yep. putting in the back of the net. It's a good player. Yeah, I noticed it against Southampton. I think four of the goals were yes. like that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Rip. So whatever Deli Ali was doing, Kane is now actually doing better. Yes. But for, for sure, he's the complete four with that. Everybody. A lot of people say, but what does he do except for score for goals? Oh, you no, see what no. he's doing now. Yeah. Does no, no. more than that. Like you said, quarterback tackle role. And Son is ridiculous. World class play. His first goal was well taken as well. I saw yeah. that before I came yeah. here. So. Which I feel yeah. probably in training, they've worked on it. And that's why Ali can't get into the squad. Ali can't play anywhere else. If he can't play in behind a striker as a second striker supporting, he where is he gonna play? He's not you're not a winger. He's not gonna play CM, centre midfield, you don't have the discipline, mm. you're not a DM, so where can you play? So right now Jose's probably stumbled on a recipe that you know what, Kane, if you drop in, we have Bell, we have Mora, we have Son, we have all these wingers that have got pace that can occupy the back four. So you drop in, do what you need to do. You might suck out a defender mm -hmm. and whatnot, just like the Man United match. You see when he dropped into midfield, yeah, Maguire. Maguire followed him, left the gap, quick quick thinking, quick free kick, straight to Son, yeah. who was running in behind Bailly, went in and scored. And Kane is still going to score, like yeah, as you've seen. He's, he's, he's still going to get in around the danger zones, you know. But um, Shahab, mm. so like I said, um, they started with Kane, Bergwijn and Son, 3 no up. And you're thinking, wow, Gareth Bale stood on the bench. Now, what do you think Bell can, can bring to this team? Because me, this is what I was going to bring up. I was waiting for this podcast to bring up, yeah. Has Bell still got the legs in terms of what we're talking about, how Bell, how um, Kane drops deep and he's playing the wingers through? Is, is Bell still going to get down, get down that line and, you know, make, make those runs? Well, it's interesting because I, I would like to have a proper opinion about it, but I'm not actually sure. But mm. in terms of legs, obviously a guy getting, getting older, so... We're not sure. Of course, he's going to bring that quality, and that's why it's it's a signing that Spurs fans and everybody should be excited about mm. the Premier League as a whole. But what? But do you are you worried as an opposing fan? Are you like, hmm, if Bell kind of relives the form of, of the past? Well, they could they could become. Well, I think Kane and Son are the best duo right now in the Premier League anyway, as a trio. Mm. We'll see. Um, I, well, yeah, because there's a lot. There's a lot I of saw, selfish runs. There's a lot of unselfish I saw, runs. I saw. A, Bits and pieces today when he came on. Bits and pieces. There was a couple of times where Kane's looking for Son, then he's looking for... They were making an inside run. It was so dangerous. Mm. And all it is for Bale right now, he just needs to get fit. Yeah, I no, think once Bale is fit and he gets the match fitness underneath his belt, you're going to see a sharp Gareth Bale. Because like I said, going back to the chance that he missed, that was Bale right there. That's an unfit Bale, by the way. Did he take any defenders on today or...? I no, I don't. I don't think he was. He wasn't in that position where he was. He was receiving the ball out wide mm. to run at the fullback. Mm. He was doing the inside, like you said, the unselfish run mm. in terms of runs off the ball. He was doing more of that instead of waiting on the outside to receive the ball and then do his dribbling. Which I think he's got to change up his game right now. That's what. No, that's what I'm getting at. So I think he's, he's gonna. But he's, he's gonna. He's gonna have to because I can see 
that obviously with Ali being at the team, Kane is going to drop in more and more to each match. Cool, no problem. That means we need two people either side of Kane to make them runs. So if Bell wants to play, and obviously Son's going to play, Son, you know, is unselfish anyway if he mm -hmm. runs, Bell has to do the same thing. It's going to be a problem because most teams are now playing high line anyway. And uh, once yeah. we've seen what, how Son is like 1v1, yeah. with Bale. Yeah. They, they, the fact of Bale yeah. will occupy certain teams. Mm -hmm. the, the, just the fact that Bale is there, you can't just run into Kane and try and nick the ball off Kane. Because if he spins you, he plays that ball in behind. Because even Declan Rice couldn't handle him in the first he half. He couldn't get around Kane. Kane was, you know, getting into that pocket. And you're yeah. thinking Declan Rice is defensive mid. He's supposed to be picking him up. Kane was just, you know, bossing it. Um, I, I, it does sound silly now, but it's still, it's still kind of a valid, valid question. Yeah. Can Jose, based off the start of the season, it's very unpredictable. You know, we've got Everton at the top of the, of the league right now. Teams are inconsistent. We'll, we'll touch on Liverpool after this. But teams are going to drop points. And obviously, Spurs did drop points. Yeah, but can Jose do something with his team this season? Well, he's got a new assistant manager, Sacramento, mm. and he looks like he's playing a new style of football. Um, I, I, I'm impressed. I don't know how other people feel about Tottenham. I, I like the way they play. You know, the new signing Hoiberg as well. Um, I'm still unsure about the new fullbacks they've signed because who's that? Doherty, on? No, I mean, well, Doherty is a wing back at Wolves, yeah, and I think they need a bit of someone who's disciplined and mm. to sign probably one of the highest a bit of fullbacks. Out mm. there in Doherty, mm. strange signing for me, and then Regulon for me. I don't really rate defensively. Haven't watched him at uh, at Real Madrid Sevilla. Yeah, but um, I, I'm I'm impressed. So I can understand why you're saying that question. You know, dark horses, the way the Premier League is going now, the way chance. teams are defending. But I just feel that defense there is not good enough. They don't have a proper. They don't have any good centre backs to be honest. One's gone to to Benfica. Mm. Alderweireld's not playing. Um, Sanchez no good. Dyer awful. Um, but they, they're a joy to watch they're, they are going to be a joy to watch I watched them play against Newcastle and they drew 1-1 obviously with the, the handball shout whatever mm. and I was impressed but to say dark horses or to, to win the league you not, don't see it I, not with that defence and I know everybody's poor defensively and I get it but I just can't see it with that back four and with Diane and Sanchez at the back yeah um, I think Tottenham should try whatever they can in their power to win the Carling Cup this season. That is Tottenham's next step, is the Carling Cup victory, in my mind. Carabao, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it's not Carling. Carabao Cup. That has got to be their number one target this season. Because for me, if Jose wins that trophy, yeah, because that's all Spurs fans are crying out for right now. And we, they've done the top four thing. Okay, Jose, get us top four. Okay, no problem. That's great for Levy. And the club as a whole, but Pochettino done that for us. Pochettino also got us to the Champions League final, so you're not doing nothing that we ain't seen. But if you can win us a trophy mm. at Wembley, okay, Jose, we're now starting to believe in what you're doing because you've come in here in a couple, well, season and a half, and you've won us a trophy. Yeah, it's not the biggest, but you have to start somewhere. Mm. You know, when the cycle of changing your mindset to top four to winning changes, you need to start somewhere. And Carabao Cup is a great place to start. And they're what in the quarterfinals right now. Yeah, they're in the quarterfinals. I think they're in the quarterfinals. So, for me, they have to try their hardest to win that cup. That's I think, what I would I think go they for. Will. I think they will, simply because I think only he will take it. Yeah, he takes seriously. them cup seriously. Yeah. I saw his reaction when they beat Chelsea in penalties. Yeah. yeah it's quite funny, actually. But no, you're right. Like you said, Tottenham fans want He's, a he know, he, I think he yeah. knows getting top four has been done. Getting a trophy has not been done for how long. Spurs fans will take to him more when he wins a trophy. That's what that's what will happen for I me. Hear, I hear that though, coach, hundred percent. But I feel his mentality. He definitely wants to get top four as well, and I think he can. I think you know. I think what people will say: United, Arsenal, Everton, Leicester, whatever. Tottenham are up there as well. Oh, yeah, to Tot Tottenham are up there, but I don't know. Man. It's tough. I, I, no, it I, tough. I think if you gave Jose this season top four or winning a trophy, I think winning a trophy will help him more, especially adhere to the, the the fans, the fan base itself, because now. Well, don't forget, there's a little bit of the fan base that are still umming and ahhing about Mourinho because his thing has always been wherever he goes, he wins trophies. So if he came to Spurs and won a trophy, I think the fans would just be like, Jose, yeah. you know what? 
Some of us were on the fence about you, mm. but now we're not. Because what you said on the tin comes true. When you come to clubs, you win trophies. No matter what the trophy is, you win trophies. You're one of the few managers that wherever you go, you win trophies. So mm. now we're fully backing you now. And also, I don't think, what to, to kind of carry on to what you said, um, Shahab, the defence is not it's not good. And mm. um, you, to win the league, you need somewhat good, decent defence. His defence is not good enough. And mm. it's m- might be more suited to that. Cup. They're not gonna. They for me. They're not gonna. I'll be very surprised if they challenge this season. But the way everything's going on right now, the Premier that's what I'm saying. Everything's just up in the air. So you just don't know. Yeah, anymore. beautiful segue, man. Let's segue straight onto the big news. Um, before we'll, we'll touch on the game, but uh, the big news is Virgil Van Dijk uh, is out, ACL, nine months. Was that confirmed? Confirmed. Yeah. Pickford, you've opened up the title race. <laughs> Shahab. <laughs> So let's touch on the game first. Um, then we can yeah, talk about kind of sure. what you think Liverpool can do this season. But uh, how do you think the game went yesterday? I mean, two-two. Did you see it being a draw? Did you think Liverpool were going to win it? Um, I think before the game, I was probably the most nervous I've ever been playing Everton. Serious. Yeah. That just shows how yeah. how much they. But I think done. more to who we've got in goal, Adrian. Simply because of that, I thought Liverpool was superb yesterday. First half, really, really good. Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho, that midfield three did everything. Fabinho on the wall back, quickly get it to the front three. Henderson, the energy, and Thiago, as soon as he had 10 minutes in that game, set the tempo. Yeah. Allen and Gomez, and Allen, Kukure, uh, uh, yeah. all over the place. And Liverpool set the turn. Robertson, fantastic final third. Mane, world class. Firmino was dropping back. His final third weren't great. But, and even Saleh had two tame shots in the first half mm. but the thing about Salah is you'll have a tame shot and he'll, he'll just score a banger yeah. and he did that in the second half um, I think Everton played okay in the second half as well first half, they, first half they, I mean they didn't play how we thought they were going to play the neutral yeah. you know Everton have, have been doing very well mm. um, but they started quite slow it's obviously they conceded slow, yeah. a goal early but Liverpool came firing out and they mm-hmm. needed a reaction when you lose 7-2 against Aston Villa thank mm. god we're not going to speak about that today but mm-hmm. um they needed the reaction. They got that reaction. Klopp said um, after the game, that's what we needed. I think it's very early for me to say, but I don't think we'll ever see Liverpool perform like that again this season, at least um, because... What, last season's... Um, what you've done last season, you mean? No, I no, mean, no, after Villa. the Villa game. After the Villa game, yeah, sorry, I don't sorry. think we'll have that sort of performance again. Of course, Villa had a slice of luck with a couple of deflections, but mm-hmm. obviously they still scored and we didn't block them. So I think Liverpool were superb. Um, scored two goals, well, they scored three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But... Um, they they were really good. I was really pr- uh, proud of Liverpool yesterday, and the reaction was superb. And we got to get onto the VAR. Yeah, let's talk about the decisions actually. So um... Pickford was Pickford. So what? Yeah. So my thing with Pickford was I thought because it was offside, they cannot go to a now next incident because the offside has stopped the in- the original incident. Because it's offside, yeah. that's where it stops. Anything happens after that is now irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Now I've I've seen on Sky Sports that VAR are allowed to go to Pickford's incident if if the a VAR told the referee go and have a look, so it's not as two separate incidents. It's mm. actually if it's happened, VAR are allowed to look at it. Why didn't they look at it? I don't know. Now this is where it's a bit up and down with the VAR and, and offsides. Yeah, Virgil Van Dijk was offside clearly. The assistant referee. It clearly it wasn't clearly for me but even. Where the ref, where the assistant referee was, he can clearly see that um, Van Dijk was offside. Mm. Normally, before VAR, he would just put his flag up, and the game would have been dead. Now they've been instructed to let the game go. Yeah. If Virgil Van Dijk scores and you think he's offside, you put your put flag up so we can look. And if it's not offside, it's a goal. Mm-hmm. So this is where you get the negative side of it yeah. because they've allowed it to play on. Pickford's just played on as normal, mm. whereas usually the flag would go up, everyone would stop. Let the ball go out of play. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's a it's it's a difficult one. It's it's a horrendous challenge. Should he have been sent off? He then? should have been sent off. It's a, it's a horrendous. It's a it's a, it's a career ending challenge. It's it's ridiculous. Pickford's like that anyway. Like, he's very rash. He's just, very just, rash just, oh, he's just anyway. You know what? It's a fair, fair enough. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So this guy's thoughts. Yeah, clearing up. But I, it's a disc, it's a disgraceful challenge. Yeah, it's, it's a disgrace. Like you said he's out for for nine months. You know, I'm coming here. Samuel, you're picking me up. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm being honest. Because um, we've got two fit centre-backs. Yeah. Fabinho's our, our fourth choice centre-back now, if anything. Um, it's a disgrace. And he, two years ago, if any Tottenham fans are listening to the podcast, you would have known what Pickford did to Deli Ali, 
and mm. he could have actually ended Deli Ali's. Um, so he's got that in him, you're saying, yeah? He's got that in him, and he'll do he it again. But he's a disgrace. Everton fans deserve better than Pickford as it is. Mm. I don't like Everton. Mm. I'm sure you guys don't care, but mm-hmm. I, I, you won't know anyone that hates Everton more than me. Mm. They signed the goalkeeper, um, Olsen from Roma. He's got to come in straight away. That's a disgrace, what Pickford did. And Let's, We'll said. talk about Van Dijk, but um, what... Yeah, the, the, the winner. What could have been the winner? I mean, that's not offside. That is not offside. I mean, as much listeners, you know me, I hate Liverpool more than anyone, but it's not offside. That's not offside. If, we, if we're picking up offsides for that, then the game's just done. That means you need to be a yard in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah to show that you're... To show that, come on, but that is not... What, what happened to level? When I'm seeing when, when I'm seeing doing, when I'm seeing them on live TV... Moving the line. Trying to move in the line. Like, you're looking for something. Like, you're looking for... Oh, it's, it's the hair on his elbow offside. It's not it's offside. Not, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's not... I think with the Premier League, they just want to... It's so difficult to score. They're just looking to excuse to disallow a goal. I think that's what it is. So far this season, they're now allowing excuses for it to be a, a penalty with the handball. Yeah, the yeah. consistency there yeah. is not right. If in the World Cup and in the Champions League as well, that yeah. they're not giving that offside. But Mane's not even leaning forward, so how can it be offside? You and, know, and what part? And what, didn't he control the ball with his foot? His both feet were onside. So, so, it, so if his left foot was out or whatever, and he controlled it with his left, then you could say he's seeking advantage on. But you're you're, you're going to his elbow. Mm. His elbow t- and you're and you're putting a red line on. He's drawing the line. Yeah. Lines were moving. <laughs> it was moving. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no way. What is the game Offside, to? and then obviously Ancelotti was just. Well, I, I was, was going, just happy. I was going nuts. Yeah, that was that, that was. Yeah, and then um, my brother was like, calm down. You need to see the replay. Mm. I've seen the replay clearly it's on. I said on it's on. I said he's clearly on, but they're getting the lines like, like you said, yep. the lines to the elbow. But I think I saw a graphic that after maybe your bicep or something, they don't include. They don't include. It. It. But so why is he looking at his elbow? <laughs> it's strange. It's strange. But I know you guys are both Manchester United fans. No, no, VAR, but obviously, no, 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 no. We know. Like, we know. I, I was just gonna say basically the VAR referee. His name is David Coots, and he's from Manchester. Well, think of it as oh, oh, oh. but listen, um, listen. the views the views of the cast members <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't reflect yeah. the channel yeah, yeah. Uh, just, their personal know, opinion <laughs> um, coach yeah. what does this do now this Van Dijk injury uh, what do you think it does for Liverpool um, can they can they kind of it's, it's yet to be seen they haven't they've, listen Van Dijk has always been a mainstay in the team so it's yet I to see I know Alisson as well yeah. or is it six weeks yeah. Alisson will be, be back, back in two weeks yeah, okay, he okay, back yeah. soon. but Van Dijk yeah, he he's gonna be a he's gonna be a massive massive miss. And listen, we just gotta see. It's I, listen, it's either gonna bring Liverpool squad together to concentrate a bit more and different ideas on how to defend. Because a lot of the times when Liverpool are defending, they can rely on Van Dijk in certain situations. I was just gonna say that Trent and those guys they're not really the best defensively. They they kind of use Van Dijk yes. as he's gonna save us. And also as well, you look at Everton's first goal, Michael Keane. Who would have been in that area if he was on the pitch? It probably would have been Van Dijk to head that ball out. So, yeah. so these are the things now from corner kicks. You're going to have teams assessing Liverpool when Van Dijk, obviously, their higher ratio of clearing the ball is much higher when Van Dijk is there than when he's not. So people are going to be attacking Liverpool from that perspective. Mm-hmm. You can get a free kick, put it in the box, mm-hmm. see what they like. Lump the ball forward. Lump the ball forward and stuff like that because obviously most teams are not going to beat Liverpool just playing football for football. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it just remains to be seen. Me personally... So I, th- I think I think there's certain games that you're just going to see that if Van Dijk was there, it'd be a different outcome. We wouldn't be conceding those two goals or the odd goal and stuff. But it's waiting to be seen. It's waiting to... Well, the, well, the in- indication that I have is the first two full seasons with Klopp, he didn't have Van Dijk and Liverpool would always score three or four games. They'll win games 3-2, 4-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that could probably happen again. Yeah. Joe Matip's a good defender, very good defender, great on the ball. But he's always Mas- he's six games and he's out. But he's good with Van Dijk. Everyone next to Van Dijk is better with Van Dijk. Van Dijk makes them look... They, he makes Joe Gomez look better than he is. He makes Matip look better than he is. Mm. But now they're playing together... He brings a calmness. Yes. Exactly. Now they're playing together, it's going to be very interesting to see. Very, very interesting. Yeah, time, time will tell. I, I get what you're saying, hundred percent. But mm. the indication I have is just from the two first four seasons with Klopp, yep. there's a lot of goals going in and also coming out as well. But I'm a fan of Gomez and Matip. You know, they're my guys as well. And um, I think with Liverpool as well, they got Fabinho as the other centre back who could play there. So what Liverpool probably need to do now in games is dominate the game. No, you can't, can't change the whole system now. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know though. But you don't know. They have to go and analyse it now. No, I think they'll play a couple of games and see how, how it No, goes. no, I'm just saying go to back three permanently. I'm saying you might see in the big games they might go oh, in a, okay. into a back three or What's something. What's your hunch telling you though? You reckon you can retain the title? No. no. Oh wow, serious. serious. No. 
Right. How come? Well, okay, so let me ask you guys a question then. Who's a more bigger miss, Van Dyke or Mane slash Salah? Oof, Mane's a big miss, yeah, you know. Yeah, Mane's a big miss. So if Mane was out, do you think we'd win the league? Nah. So if Van Dyke is out, you think we could still win the league without Van Dyke? But you know what? You know, but, 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 but like you just said, the, the, the first couple of years of Klopp, as in like, you lot just might go for the jugular now in terms of goals, 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 which you have that. And they, they might switch their mindset now. Like, we can't just rely on Van Dyke. Like, the more onus is going to be put on the attackers now. Yeah. For me, you know, you can't go a whole season without not scoring at home. Yeah, we need about 10 goals <laughs> at Anfield from you this season. Mm. The onus just got to be put on the other part of the team, mm. you know, because Van Dijk is not coming back anytime soon. So, guys, listen, we need to start scoring more goals. But our centre-backs are better than Man City's, the current one, bar Le Porte. Yeah, that's a so good So, I think it's a, it's a good point what you say. Maybe, because you've asked me and Van Dijk's news came out an hour ago. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we can. Then again, it's hard to say who, who is going to win. Yeah, look, we're, we're, we're going to touch on City now. Before we get on to the city, actually, let's um, talk about Everton quickly. What, yeah. do you, what do you think Everton can do this season? Because they're top of the league right now. Well, Everton, I think they they knew what the level was yesterday. Like they, as much as they've had a good start, they know that you know what. There's a lot of work to do. Obviously, everyone knew this. Cause Everton's not going to be. No one's thought about Everton straight away. But for the start that they've had, and they've only got one game a week this season. They ain't got no Europe yeah. and stuff like that. They can regroup and come back every every few days and whatnot. Yeah, and I feel like people have been sleeping on that coach. I don't know how you can kind of disrespect Ancelotti. It, yeah, it, he's a dinosaur. But I've been but, hearing all this but, stuff. But like I said, with every other coach, you're gonna judge them when they have got their players in. And about and, that as well. And though. the club and he has. have he has pinpointed certain players that he's worked with before yep. that will work for him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So Everton have gone in there and they've backed him. They haven't told him, oh, you're the head coach and have to coach these players that we give you. Mm-hmm. He's gone in there and pinpointed Alan. He's pinpointed James Rodriguez. He deserves that respect. Yeah. He's won three Champions Leagues. But, that, but that's my whole point. He's pinpointed players mm-hmm. that he wants to play because with. Before Everton, you judge him. Yeah, Everton were kind of... They've spent money, you know, over they've a couple spent, of years. And, but the players that they bought... That it, that it's they're, random. They're bought, yeah, it random. felt random. Now that Ancelotti's here... He's getting the players he wants. Like yeah. even Decore, that's not by chance. He knew what they no, were. He knows what they from want. Watford last season. Mm-hmm. He knows. He's played against him. He knows that. Oh, okay. If this guy was in our team, and, and Decore is a solid player. Yeah, of course. and he's you know is because the midfield three, Alan, Gomez, and Decore all do different things. Yeah. So they balance each other right in that midfield. So and James Rodriguez, mate. Yeah, he, he's coming. He's James coming Rodriguez. to form. He yeah. played well yesterday. Him mm. and Lucas Dino were really yeah. good. Well, second half he did. Yeah. I'm coming on to um, Everton. I actually think they can get in the Champions League because of yeah, the I think they can. They can. They can. And Ancelotti, he's like I said, a serious man. Yeah. You guys don't rate why well, you guys all rate Ancelotti, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think just because of his pedigree and the way he's managing and the way he's getting that football, I think yesterday he played four three three, but when he's not playing Liverpool or teams like mm. Liverpool, he played Diamond, Hamas Rodriguez, the mouth space he has. The way he's driving along with the ball, and then he can obviously play the ball over the top to Richarlison, who's got that pace, and Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin. Not 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 like as good as Richarlison as a whole. Not that I, th- I rate Richarlison too highly, maybe <laughs> a little bit bitter. But Calvert Lewin is a goal scorer. That header was yeah, it was out. It was out. You see, he's, Calvert- a old, he's an old school number nine. He's old school number nine. Like the new school was like Kane dropping in the hole, Firmino dropping in the hole, playing that false nine. So, but he is literally, if you put a half decent crossing, I will get my head on that ball mm. and whatnot. So well, it was some leap. Yeah, it was. It was a leap. He's but, done that a few times. Yeah, regardless of that goal, actually, I've, I think what it is, I've seen his grind. Like he's yes. been grinding. Yes, yes. And yes. now it seems like it's coming. It's coming together now. Yeah. If you got what I'm saying. Because normally you'd think that mm, is he an Ancelotti player, but he's come in, and you need once again when you're playing the Premier League, you need the Calvert Lewins up there for you. He's too. aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. He's bullied, he's bullied yeah. Lindelof yes. before uh, De Gea. Remember that yeah. goal? Yeah. yeah. So he's... for me, Everton right now, as you said, I've, they've got a good chance of getting top four mm. with their fixture um, schedule. What They have a good chance of getting top four, definitely. So, But Pickford needs to be out of that team. Not just because he injured Van Dijk, because I don't think he's good enough. Mm. But I think Pickford... Um... Even the goal that, that Mane scored that should have stood... That, that was Pickford's error. That yeah. it went through, it slipped through his hands. He, you know what I mean? I think, Pickford, I think Pickford's uh, Pickford is the kind of like crazy that you need as a goalkeeper. Like literally, he will bang his head on a crossbar, bang his head on a post just to save a shot. You need yeah, he made a need, solid save. You need crazy keepers no, like that. The problem with him, save. he doesn't know when to turn the crazy off. 
<laughs> he's just crazy all the time. Even the simple stuff to do, mm. like seeing out play or his Van Dyke. He's just crazy all the time. Like mm. when you see him, he just looks like he's wired up mm. all the time. Like he's never like you know when keepers it gets to a stage where guys let's settle this down, yeah. settle that. He can't. He can't even settle himself down. Yeah. His distribution is good though. I think. Yeah. That's why he keeps putting him in the side. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll we're gonna touch on City, but before that, let's touch on the game. Uh, one 0 they beat Arsenal. Kind of a drab game. Um, what I want to take from the game actually, what I want to speak about is, I feel that Arteta, not that he was negative, yeah, but City, you can ask questions of that defense, you know, you can, you can, because the way the way the game went out yesterday, yeah, all right, City, um, Sterling scored, cool, but Arsenal had chances, and if they were more brave and kind of Arteta changed the system, of course they would be more vulnerable at the back, but City don't look invincible. What, am, I, am I wrong here or what? Well, I think City played the best they could without De Bruyne, firstly. No, but that's my point. Like, yeah. there's, you know, they've got m- miss- people. No, I, I agree. They, of course they can get out because you can see the five to Leicester against Leeds, vulnerable. Exactly. Leeds, Leeds were brave and they showed mm-hmm. what, what can happen. Yeah, but Leeds are playing off adrenaline. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Arsenal have got better players than Leeds. But Leeds are playing off adrenaline. All these teams that come up, they all play off adrenaline. The second season... No, nah, I'm not going to just put it on that because Bielsa, he knows what he's doing. No, I'm Bielsa knows what he's doing. I'm not saying that Bielsa doesn't, but I'm saying that they play off adrenaline. Like, they have the... Anyway, we'll speak about Leeds another yeah. time. But I'm saying with teams like that, I think they play off adrenaline. They've got nothing to lose. No but, of... no, but that's what I'm trying to get at. I feel like, you see, sometimes the top managers, you overthink. We're going to Etihad. We need to do this. We need to... Sometimes, no, just what play. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that, you see, with with Arsenal a lot of people saying that obviously I see their fan cams or whatever saying oh he could have changed this he got this wrong we could have went for him is that what they're saying saying, yeah a couple of them were saying that but I'm just like guys just I thought that guys know who you are as well like Arsenal please Arsenal fans please don't jump the gun know who you are and what your team was before Arteta came yeah before Arteta came you were just horrible. You were horrible because before Arteta came, once Sterling scored that goal, I guaranteed I would have went out, got some dinner, come back, it would have been 5-0 in the past. But it wasn't 5-0 at the end of the day. Mm. Yes, people say, oh, it was a drab and whatnot. But you have to you have to start beating the cities and that where Arsenal's position is in stages. First, you're getting hit for five, hit for four, regular basis. And they haven't won an away game in, yeah. against the top six. Then you're side. going in yesterday. Yeah, it was a drab. Maybe Arteta could have done Guess what? This is what he will learn from, from this game to the next game. So the next game they played, he will learn even more about City, about how we can attack them, how we can now go to Etihad with the confidence of attacking them and whatnot. You just don't go to the Etihad from where Arsenal came from and just say, oh, yeah, this, is not, this is not Wembley, a one-off cup tie, where you can just let it all but hang. They, and yeah, they've beat City in the past. Like, they beat City in the past, but at the same time, nah, you know, they're coach, not on that level yeah, yet. Yeah. I think, Coach, you're right. You're 100% right. Don't get it twisted. But I think with Arsenal, I think they, for Arteta himself, would have felt they could have got something out like that game. I'm, they could have. There's the chances. If, if Saka, if Saka thinks it over or, you know, uh, who else had the chance? Uh, Edison Aubameyang. Aubameyang, yeah. Edison build them up. But, but, but City, they're always like dominant for half an hour or controlling the game. Yes, this is and what then, I'm trying to get to. And then when you beat their fullbacks, problems. I think Saka played a really good ball to Saka. I was really impressed with it. And then he could have squared it across and then someone played it out. And then Saka had the chance where Edison build them up. Yeah. It, it, can, it can be done. But, but going back to your thing you said about City, I think people are forgetting what City are going through. City are going through a transition. A lot of people are not clocking it. Because of the, because they've got such a good squad, people think that they still don't have to go through a transition. Don't forget, you've lost Sane. You've lost David Silva. Yesterday, you didn't have De Bruyne. Then Aguero's getting these niggling injuries. And then Fernandinho's on the way out. You have to start replacing these four or five key players but that you've had for the last four to five seasons. You're confirming my point that teams need to identify that right now you can get at them. No, but you keep saying Stop that. looking at City as, oh, yeah. we're going to get battered if we, go, but, if we go for it. But you say that, but also, like I said... They've got quality they've players. Got quali- they've got quality players and they can hit you for free in 10 minutes. Easily. Easy but then they it's, can also concede free. How Spurs did where they were. Well, if you want, if, well, if you want to take that for me, I didn't see any. I saw Teams pro- be more brave, I, man. That's what I, I'm saying. I I'm saw, not just saying that. As yesterday, I saw progression from Arsenal. That's oh. what I saw. Arsenal fans that saying they didn't see progression yesterday, you're you're too spoiled. Arteta maybe is giving you too much too early, and you feel you can just go to certain places and yeah, we should just attack them because they're back for, Come on, man. <laughs> Gabriel's got to settle in. Partey's got to say, are you not seeing that Arteta's building the spine? Slowly but surely, he's building the spine of that team. Gabriel had a good game yesterday. Partey got a few minutes yesterday, mm-hmm. you know? And then maybe in the long term, Aubameyang goes back into the middle. That's a strong spine right there. 
I want to ask you guys a question because the way Arteta is playing at the moment, it looks like he has four, two banks of fours off the ball, and then when he gets it, he plays out the back, tries to get into the middle, and then bang, they out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that football is sustainable if he gets his better players in? Obviously, he can't play. Hundred percent, hundred. I have that? Arteta for me. I've said it from day one. Before even Arsenal got him, I think he's a good manager. I think he's a good... The fact that the way he's coming to Arsenal and the way he's, he's commanding presence, I told you already, I know people don't see it as a big thing. He's gone to the club and said, strip me of the title of head coach. I'm not a head coach here. I'm the manager. I'm the first team manager. He's gone to them and he's got that persona and they trust in him. For me, when I see the club, they trust in him. But Arsenal have to be very careful for Arteta because you see how they buy him party, then you're buying Gabriel. If you don't follow through the transition like another club that I'm going to talk about soon, if you don't follow through the transition, let me tell you what Arteta's job is going to be at Arsenal, Arsenal fans. It's going to be work experience. And when Pep leaves Man City and Man City's owners go to him and say, listen, we're going to back you, Pep. I mean, back you, Arteta, as much as you want. Come back to City. We've got the money. We will spend. So Arsenal, please be careful with Arteta right now. Don't play with him. Don't think that you're bigger than him right now because he's creating something good. But once he goes through the transition and the cycle, back him to the end. Get your board to back him. Because if he doesn't back him, Arteta at Arsenal is going to be classified as work experience. <laughs> That's what he's going to be classified as. Work and he will go back to Man City and do what he needs to do. But He's been screaming that. So. Yeah, but even the transition you were referring to about uh, Fernandino and you know players out, Sonny. City lost Arteta. You know, Pep, basically, I'm not sure... How much kind of say say so Arteta had, but it seems like trust him. It seems like he was a good number two for Arteta for yeah, Pep. He he definitely trusts him, and, and and like I said, for me City, as much as they have that big squad, I'm telling you, Fernandinho, David Silva. Okay, I'm De Bruyne's just injured, but he's still there. Then you got Aguero for me, who's past his prime at City right now for me and whatnot, and replacing them players and signing. So wait. it's not easy. It's not easy replacing them players, and then they still haven't replaced what company. Because we ain't seen no centre back yeah. coming and and yeah. and. Well, you reckon Diaz? Is... I was. I'll judge Diaz. Sixty million though. That's why they spent that much money. But they, money they to bought Ake for yeah, forty. Yes. Money's then... not. Money's not a thing for City. It's no, just that. But... I'll see. I'll see Diaz at the end of the season. End of the season, I'll judge him. Yeah, but Shahab, you said you don't think Liverpool's going to retain the title. So, are you saying City or are you thinking, yeah. you're thinking someone else? <laughs> I don't know. Man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because if it's not Liverpool, then you're short. Uh, do you, yeah, you think... that, yeah, it's got to be City, isn't it? But um, so with everything you said, you still think City might do, might lift the the, or will lift the title. Basically, it's tight summer. I can't say. Like you said, you it's know, early days. People ask me what you think the top four is going to be after five games. Oof. Maybe you'll have an indication from a normal after Christmas. Season. Yeah, after, but this yeah. time you have to wait till January or February to to think of something. And I think it's it's the same with Liverpool, Man City. But I think with Man City. I'll say it again. They need to play Fernandinho. I know they played Rodby yesterday. I don't rate Rodby, you know. I don't rate him. You do. I know you do. I didn't say I rate him. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. If you've got Fernandinho there and you need someone to bring in as a squad player, Rodri is a good player. I think he's a good player. Yeah, but is he Fernandinho? No, he's not. He's a star. That's why. That's why I just said they have to replace. Fernandinho. I don't even think they've played David Silva. They, don't give me this Phil Foden nonsense either. They, they left out Fernandinho against um, Leicester and they brought Rodri in and they got slapped 5 2. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the difference. They haven't replaced company or Fernandinho. I'm going to disagree. I just this, think with Diaz, they've signed Diaz and they spent 60 million. Which I know you're yeah, saying but, money's not a problem. But they spent 50 on Carl Walker. They spent 50 on Mendy. Like, okay. they, they, the money thing with City is not a because we've bought him for big money, that means he's going to turn into. It's just, listen, the club saying we have to pay 60 Benfica, we've got to pay 60. Like, that's it. It doesn't really say that, like, this is how much he's going to be. So you, that say means... so, you said something about Foden just now. You said, I don't, don't tell me about yeah, Foden. Yeah, I said they've got to replace David Silva, but don't give me Phil Foden. Yeah, I'm not having Pep, that. Pep purposely is, you know, he didn't replace Silva. He feels that Foden can do that. No, if he feels that he can do that, no problem. But I'm saying, don't give me Foden. That's not a, re- okay. that's not a like for like replacement for me. Yes, he's left footed, wonderful. But for me, David Silva is a different breed of player. 100%. So, to replace that, and Sane is a big thing as well for me. Yeah, big thing. Sane and Sterling, when they were playing as a tandem, was scary. Mahrez needs to do more, yeah. 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 Um, Oli. Don't look at your phone now, bro. <laughs> Oli. I mean, the thing is, yeah. Do you think 
All right, from a Liverpool perspective, yeah. Okay. So, do you think the overreact? Do you think there's been an overreaction on Oli? Because there were reports that if Oli lost against Newcastle, up, he right? was out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like if Oli lost against Newcastle, he's basically oh, out. That statement is an overreaction. Do I think it's an overreaction on Oli as a whole as a manager? No, I don't think so. You don't think he's a, the guy? No, no. Elaborate, man. Elaborate. Why? Elaborate. <laughs> you just don't think he's good enough. No, I don't think he's good enough. I think from the early on, you can see this season. I first, first of all, I just want to say, Man United, credit to them to being back into the Champions League. I think they deserve credit for that. Do I think Oli's the right man? No, because from playing Palace, Brighton and Tottenham as well, three managers have outclassed him. How can Roy Hodgson outclass you? I actually was going to do a video for you guys, but um, we couldn't do it, obviously, because I don't assume mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, when he's sitting back... He can't do that every single game for me. And he can play counter-attack. Listen, the EU guys scored a brilliant second second goal against Newcastle, by the way. And that is... Counter-attack for yeah. United. And that's the best thing about Manchester United going forward. And I think, on its day, if you're comparing everybody on their counter-attack, sometimes I just feel like Man United are the best when they get it right. Mm-hmm. But for me, he's, he's he's not the right man, simply because the football that he's trying to play with Manchester United is just not... You think it's, it's dependent suitable. on the counter too much? Way too much, way too much. How can you sit back against Crystal Palace? Mm. How can you sit back against Brighton? Yeah, but we didn't we didn't really sit back against Palace. Though. Well, well, okay, well, we were just Palace, naive. Palace I think he's very naive for what he did. He was it was naive when I go back to my point and saying that once again you left two v two at the back. It was Zaha that on Ayu that was killing us. But how, how, okay, but once, okay, so when you have the ball, so Crystal Palace might let you have the ball. Or they did let you have mm. the ball. How are you going to break them down? Because you couldn't break them down. That's the problem. What Crystal Palace actually did was they play those. Two but set of banks. Of I think four. it was four five one they played even. Four five one, yeah. And then and the training work that Palace did, fair enough, was really well. Townsend, Schlock, Tyreek Mitchell, my guy who's my mate, mm. um, who stopped Manchester United from passing into those lanes, into those final third lanes, and then they hit, then they counter back. So I uh, fair fair enough, I can understand you saying it got into those two v two situations, mm. but Solskjaer should know that because if he was dominant on the ball. You know, there's got to be another way for you to break down. I'm just talking about the Palace the me, game as a whole. Me, me personally, I just don't think the players are. Some of the players are good enough. No, I agree as well. I just don't think some of. The, I just, I just think me as a United fan, too many of our fans rate some of these players higher than they are because, like you said, when you're playing against a Palace like that, who are very well organized, they don't have the IQ to pick up the right spaces. Can so I, I don't. Can so I, I, you don't rate? I don't rate Rashford. Um, as highly as everyone does, let's just say that. I'm not saying that he's trash. I'm saying that as highly as everyone does. Uh-huh. I don't rate Marshall as highly as everyone does. Okay. Right, we don't have anybody on the right hand side. So not normally to me, we just play a two. We play a left forward and a centre forward. I know whoever's on the right is non-existent to me. This so, is... so don't you cut in some slack just based off that? I don't. Like, don't no, 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 no. The only person I cut slack is Oli Solskjaer. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> in in that in that in that Man United first team players staff whoever is Oli Oli Solskjaer because once again I go back to my point it's it's just I'm not gonna get involved in the manager out stuff because if a new manager comes in it's going to be the same thing as the previous three managers Ed Woodward is the problem at Man United I'll repeat again for the people who love to put this whole Oli out Oli Ed Woodward is the problem why. Because Oli, Oli Solskjaer can clearly see, I can deal with Rashford on the left, no problem. I can have Martial in the middle as my number nine, no problem. But if I can add a top quality player like Sancho on the right hand side, where we have not had a right winger for God knows how long. And we, we, we've, we've, we've been chasing this guy for how long? We had from March, when we stopped playing football, to October 5th. And we couldn't even get his number one target over the line. And you want me as a fan to look at my manager and start blaming it. My manager's identified what is going to make the team better. His CEO has said to him, no, that's not going to make the team better. Otherwise, he would have bought that player in and whatnot. So now I'm going to sit here as a naive fan and talk about Oli's tactics and this and that. No matter what manager you are, even Pep Guardiola, if something is not right, what does Pep go and do? He goes and spend the money yeah, to, to get a better player. Sorry to cut him. Even we were talking about Ancelotti earlier, but he's bringing he's the players he wants. Yeah. Ancelotti's been backed. You can clearly see that the, the owners of Everton have come in with a project. Well, wait, what and would, he's been, what and would he's you say back. about to the fans that and the people that say, but Oli should be doing better than I'm what he saying has. leave Oli alone. 
leave Oli alone. I know it's easy to talk about Oli. Leave him alone. I've said it already. I'm not saying that he's Pep. I'm not saying he's Klopp. I'm not saying he's Ancelotti. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, from what I've seen from Oli Solskjaer, he has the right mentality for the club. Unlucky for Oli Solskjaer and us fans, he loves the club too much. He loves the club too much. And that's to his detriment because he knows he's getting shafted by Woodward. Everyone knows he's getting shafted by Woodward. But guess what? This is Oli's dream job. A lot of people online saying that, oh, if Oli really loved the club, he would just step aside if he's not getting these players. But guess what? If Oli steps aside from Man United, where's he going? That's his dream job. Mm -hmm. So he loves United to a fault where he will go down with this burning ship, yeah, rather than help hold his head up high and say, you know what? This is what I've asked for, Ed Woodward. Mm -hmm. And you haven't delivered. But you want me to deliver for you. You want me to go and get top four. You want me to go and play a PSG and these sort of teams. But I'm asking you for Jadon Sancho. I'm asking you for Jack Grealish. I'm asking you for certain players so we can improve our first 11. Have we improved our first 11? No. No. We haven't even proved you know our first 11. You know, you know what, coach? Yeah, you're right. Firstly, Ed Woodward is the main one. So he's saying leave Ole Gunnar Solskjaer alone. Fair enough. I can understand you saying that. With Woodward, from what I was, from what I've read, yeah. was with the Sancho one, the deadline was 11th of August to get that done. They didn't do that. Ed Woodward. I just feel like he goes into the mentality where, okay, we're Manchester United. You're going to come over. You're going to bend over to us. That didn't happen. Dortmund, very well-run club. They already signed Jude Bellingham off Manchester United. They know... Uh, Manchester United, sorry. And, um, yeah, so Ed Woodward, definitely a problem. Our guy, sorry to bring them up for win, Michael Edwards. Genius. Top guy. Get Thiago for 25 million. Spend just 5 million on Jota for now, obviously, until things get better. It's the way it's negotiated. So you're 100% right, coach, and I respect that. And I respect your passion as well, to be fair to you. And, um, I'm, I'm just not going, I'm not doing what you're But he still needs a better do. manager. No, I'm not saying that we don't. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that right now, until Ed Woodward goes, whoever is a better manager than Oli is going to get the same treatment. No, He's no. going to look at the squad and say, you know what? Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. A lot of um, people in our group and stuff like that and online talking about Pochettino. I've already seen the videos. Pochettino in, Oli out, Pochettino this. When is Pochettino coming? You put Pochettino in our situation, look at Spurs' squad. Whose squad's better? Our squad or Spurs' squad? And he couldn't get that squad over the hump. So what's he going to do with these players? And what He's not necessarily going to get them over the hump. You ain't won no trophies. You won the same thing Oli's won. Yes, you might be a better X and O's guy in terms of wins and losses with Oli. But what makes us so sure that you're going to come to the same thing all these it's other it's managers come to? It's still a risk. Ed Woodward is still there. What I don't understand about Ed Woodward is that... When he came out with statements years ago, talking about, oh, we can only do things that other clubs can dream of. That's right, because financially we're very big. We've got a lot of money. But the problem is what he doesn't realise is that Alex Ferguson got us to this point. But Alex Ferguson got us to this point where we didn't have a sugar daddy for our owner who was just giving out money. He kept on winning and winning and winning. And it was just winning. That was just pumping the money into the club. Winning, winning. Sponsors coming, winning. Their sponsors want to be associated with winners. That's what they want to do, which is why we had money to go and buy a Rooney for 30 mil, go and buy a Rio for 30 mil when other clubs couldn't do it because we were the ones winning and bringing in the money. But because now this the, the, the way the structure of football is, you've got business people in charge. Like I said, what's your guy's name again? Michael Edwards. Michael Edwards. I don't even know what he looks like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what Michael Edwards looks like. I don't even know, I don't even know his name until you just told me. No, no, but I, I know him, yeah. deals get done. I can clearly see that Klopp has identified Jota. I can clearly see that Klopp has identified Thiago. Now, Michael Edwards, can you go and get the job done? Do you want a director of football? Yes. Our director of football should be Oli Solskjaer. Yeah. He's not going to do your negotiations. Though. That's our, our, our director of football should be Oli Solskjaer. I will give him that respect. I'll tell you what, director of football is needed for Manchester United, but to, for sure, like, managers shouldn't really be getting involved in all sorts of that negotiation sides. It's always different. I get what you're saying. I, th I, think, I think the way his passion is for the club and the players that he's brought in, the profile of players, he understands the club. And to be director of football, you need to understand the club. And I Facts. think he does. Mm -hmm. I think he understands the club. Now, someone like a, if he was working alongside Pochettino, where he was the director of football, I think they would work hand in hand. Because Pochettino would deal with... Pochettino is better as a coach on the pitch. But I also feel that Oli Solskjaer understands the characteristics you need to become a Man United player. I want to know what your argument is, what I'm going to say here now, right? I just feel like under Mourinho and Van Gaal, they signed certain amount of players in a specific position and that was and they didn't go go high. I think Van Gaal finished fifth, Mourinho sixth. 
And because Manchester United finished that in that position, so Edward was it second? You finished second. Second, and then was it six? No, six, and then second. The, the six six Europa League. Oh, oh, oh was it? Was it like that? Yeah. So um, okay, all right. So then Mourinho was obviously crying out for a defender. He didn't get it. I know he spent money on Lindelof and a few other players. Mm-hmm. And I just feel I'm not backing Edward um, Edwards um, Woodward, by the way. Sorry. Okay. But he spent eighty million on Maguire mm-hmm. and fifty million on Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Mm-hmm. So that's hundred and thirty million. If mm-hmm. my maths is good. Right, so do you think that is the reason why he wasn't backed so hard? Simply because he spent so much money as it is. I know. No, no, but those signings that he's brought in. Maguire, Maguire, Maguire was. Listen, I've told people this already. Maguire oh, and Wambasaka, yeah, has have improved our defense. If you look at our defensive record, it's been good. Now, if you look at our defense and say, do you think they can go for the title right now? No. But I feel that if 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 our eleven were improved in front of them, we could go for the title. That's what I feel. I feel if the eleven hasn't improved in front of Wamisaka, them, Wamisaka yes, centre backs Maguire Lindelof no. I have to disagree. But I've said but I've said this about Lindelof way back in our in our previous podcast. Lindelof and Bay was not supposed to be the first choice centre backs. They were supposed to replace Phil Jones and Chris Smalling as the B centre backs, as squad centre backs. It was supposed to be Maguire. And somebody else. Now, for me, for what I've seen from some from reliable sources and whatnot, it was Upa Makano that mm-hmm. he wanted. I mean, yeah? they, they, alongside I think, and they pulled the plug on him. So it was Upa Makano, Sancho, and Grealish. Those are the three players he identified to improve the first eleven. Would they have improved the first eleven? Yes, I think they would have. Yeah, Edward, we didn't go and get done. So guess what? I'm not on Oli Solskjaer's back. I'm not falling for it again. Mm. I'm on Edward's back. Nothing's gonna change this, at United. This, this would be Moyes. LVG, yep. Jose, and now Oli under the same Come the under the same de- regime. The common denominator would be Edward Woodward. Exactly. So for me, I'm not getting involved in Oli out. Even if I don't think Oli's good enough, I'm I'm not getting involved in Oli out at all. I'm on Ed Woodward out. Ed Woodward out. Simple. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say uh, along Maguire. When you spend eighty million pound on a, on a defender like that, I think. Uh, you know the the stats that you're saying. Defensively, you think that Manchester United have done better. They have. Don't get me twisted. But I just feel like sometimes you've got to see the bigger picture. You see Maguire at fault for many Manchester United goals. He's an eighty million pound centre back. I know what he's been through this summer, Mikanos and whatever. And I know the start that he's had has not been good. Has not been good enough. For me, I just don't think Maguire is good enough. So that I felt Sancho, you should have signed. You had to get one one more attacker. Yes. But I feel like for Manchester United, they didn't sign a single centre back this summer. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think the Maguire thing is very overblown. I think he's, I think he's a, his thing is a cheap skateboard. Like I said, if you didn't buy Van Dijk for seventy five mil and he's doing what he's doing, we're not talking about Maguire at the end day. You've already said before, English players inflated prices. We know Maguire at most is a fifty million player, but Leicester had him under contract. We wanted him. Jose actually wanted him, not Oli Solskjaer. Jose wanted him before. City put in seventy mil. A lot of people forget about no, that. that. They put in seventy mil. We put in ten mil more. Leicester accepted our thing. Pep ain't gonna go for someone like Maguire if he doesn't believe in him and whatnot. It's just Maguire, he's just been caught out because he, to me, he's the only one back there. When I look at United's defence, if he gets exposed, the whole thing is exposed. Now, guess what? If you put up a Meccano next to him speed, and whatnot, you're now going to see a partnership. That's the difference. Even with Virgil van Dijk, you guys, guys, guys got van Dijk. He doesn't do everything by himself because with him and somebody else, with him and somebody else that complements what he does, it, it, makes him, it may, even makes him look even better than he is as well. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me, Oli has not been backed. So I'm not going after Oli. I don't care if we win against Newcastle. I don't care if we lose against PSG. I don't care if we get battered by Chelsea next weekend. I'm not on the Oli out thing at all because he's been he's been blindsided, cheap shots, whatever you want to call it. Ed Woodward out. <laughs> Did I say that already? Ed Woodward uh, out. Ah, uh, cool. So that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, project big picture. Um, yeah, what, what do you guys think? About? Yeah, explain this. I actually don't even understand what's going on. I know. Um, the gist of it is um, Man United and Liverpool are leading it. Um, they, want, they want more power if they're going to help the lower leagues. So everyone's been yelling out for why don't the Premier League, they make so much money, why don't they help out the lower league? So they've said, okay, well, let's make a deal that helps everybody. We want more power in terms of how the Premier League runs as the big six teams. So what we're going to do, we're going to we're going to have nine teams who can only vote. But if we want to change something, 
it's only the it only needs six votes basically. So that's just basically saying the top six. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we'll give a big payment to all the lower league clubs and whatnot, and they might receive more revenue that we than we be giving them. I think they've been giving them seven percent or something like that each season, but it rises to twenty five percent. So basically, yes, the lower leagues get helped out, but in terms of moving forward, the bigger picture is basically the top six teams in the Premier League will make up virtually all the rules. So if there's anything that needs to be voted on right now, every club has a vote in the Premier League, 20 teams. Now it will go down to nine teams, but only six have to vote for the thing to pass, basically. So it would be, let's say, for instance, um, I don't know, six substitutes. Let's say something wild like that. The vote would be between the nine clubs. So it's six, the top six clubs and the three most clubs that have been in the Premier League the longest. That's, that's who's in the top nine. Why, why, why is this happening? This is what Liverpool's put out. It's based, Liverpool, the owners of Liverpool have put this out and they've been backed by the Glazers. Now what's going on, bro? And what, yeah. So this, so, see, the, and, <laughs> so, and this is my whole point. Like, it's about, it says that power. Yeah. I agree with it. I think it's a disgrace, to be Yeah, um, I, I think it's just... You know, like John Henry, I'm a big fan of our owner, Joe Glazer. Americans, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, they want to change it to look like the American. It's the format. NFL thing. It's yeah. the NFL format where in NFL it doesn't. The number one, there's no relegation. Number two, there's always a different team winning each year. So they want eighteen wins. teams in the league. I saw yeah. as well. Teams, yeah. And then the stupid thing about it as well, they're saying that the third, fourth, and fifth place in a championship will go into a playoff with the sixteenth. I don't know what did yeah, they say. Yeah. The sixty, the eighteenth, or the the seventeenth placed. Or the relegation Team, teams. Yeah, yeah the relegate the so whoever finished seventeenth in the Premier League will go into a playoff. Oh, so they can still stay up. The third, yeah, they can still stay up if they win the playoff, which is probably going to be unfair anyway. But that's what they do in Germany. That's why they've come up with that plan. Yeah, but yeah. it's Germany. It's like, is I don't whole, agree with it. Yeah, it's just for me. It's just it's just it was just looking at the whole thing. It was literally, come on, EFL teams. You say you want the money, don't you? You're desperate. You're gonna fold. You're gonna go under. Here's a here's a two hundred and fifty balloon payment, but you must side with us. When we're trying to make decisions in the Premier League, if you want to do it, so that's what it was. It was just an enticement to the EFL teams that are struggling. Because if you're in the lower leagues and you need a mill or you need two mill just to keep your club above water at the moment mm. with the pandemic and all that, you're going to look into this deal. But if you're a Premier League club, wait a minute. So we get a vote when anything happens, but now we won't get a vote because we're not part of the top six or whatever it is. So basically, it's just a top six thing. But the good thing is it's being abandoned anyway, and, yeah, they, and the EFL have got the money. Yeah. which is great. But I think some of them have rejected money from the Premier League simply because they said they would just reject any sort of thing with the, from the Premier League. So that means the lower clubs are just fuming with the Premier League as it is. Um, so it is a big mess, but yeah. I think negotiations um, for a step forward need to be done really soon. So yeah. it's great. They've got the lower clubs. I've got their money, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. How clubs are going to now agree, the Premier League clubs, which I think much of the lower clubs have been crying about, yeah. um, I don't know what they're going to start deciding. Well, basically, for me, from what I've... I did I did a little bit of research about it way before, way... Because there, there was a rumour going around that, which is probably not a rumour now, now the Liverpool owners have brought out this plan. They want to make a Super League. They don't want to do the Champions League no more. So they want to do a Super League. So all the best teams in Europe, Barca, Real Madrid, they're all in one league. And they play each other each week, big matches each week. But guess what? There ain't no relegation. There's no cup competition it literally is who finished at the top of the league wins the Champions League or whatever it is but that kills football but, that, what so that, no, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is like I said it's a business move mm. at the end of the day we're never going to get relegated we do not have to fight top four in our own domestic league that means that puts pressure on us to buy players for our managers who say that if we don't have enough better players we won't get into the top four you know but what about someone like Everton yeah no 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 you know and what not me it all, the whole thing leads up to this and this is where I always talk to football fans as well. Stop with this FIFA fair play nonsense that you're doing with Man City. I'm a Man United fan. It needs to stop. The nonsense needs to stop at the end of the day. You have owners who buy a football club with their own money. They want to put up their own money to help their, their club get better. And we are complaining because other owners are just not as rich as them yeah. and spending money. No, because then... It just matters about whose money is long. So guess what? If your money ain't long like that, sell Liverpool to someone else whose money is long. Sell Man United to who? Because guess what? Glazers, you're taking money out of the club. Yeah? Um, Liverpool, looks like their structure is, well, Klopp, you need to sell before you can buy. Yeah, Yo, you guys are all these billionaires and whatnot, but yet we're, we're, we're looking at Man City as, 
like the bad guys who are actually spending money out of their own pocket. That's what fans want, no? You want your owners to put the same sort of passion you have into the club, the same way you buy shirts, the same way you buy season tickets. You're putting money into the club. They are also putting money into the club. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I, you're, I get what you're See? saying. No, I get what you're saying, but I don't. I just feel like it messes up the game because not everyone is gonna put money in like that. And you're saying they should. If and if but they're not, then sell the club. But, but, so I get, but guess what? That means fans stop complaining. Stop complaining. Be a more about, level playing field. Man. Stop complaining about owners. Stop complaining about owners not putting money. Man United, stop complaining because you got Man United supporters saying, "Yo, the Glazers took have taken a billion out of the club. They've 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 taken a hundred million in dividends." But yet, you're, the club down the road, you're complaining that their 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 owners are actually putting money in their club, and you're saying yeah, FIFA true. fair play they should get banned. You can't have it both ways. You cannot say that it should be fair for all owners, but then you complain when your owners not putting money in the club, but complaining about other owners who are putting money in the club. It doesn't make sense to me. What about Salford United? You have to what that? they're doing. Salford, uh, Salford City, sorry, they need two now. Yeah, what three four doing? years ago, they, so the class of '92, yeah. Gary Neville. Skulls, skulls, Nicky Butt. But they've got the Valencia owner with them as well, who's yeah, pumping yeah. money into the team. But you can surely understand, okay, this is not Premier League, yeah. but you can surely understand the lower league club saying that's not fair. Mm-hmm. You can't just they're, do that. They're bringing bit. If it's, what I'm saying is that if it's not fair, sell your club to someone like that. Then. Yeah, but non league clubs can't do that. Though, but have, has, has everyone seen where Salford started from, where they are now? Yeah. You, as a Salford fan, it's not, not a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah but as for a, a team like that, for people like Neville and all that sort of stuff to come back yeah, to the yeah. community, I love the story. bring money into the club. They're not even saying they're gonna bring money into the club and not build up the stack. Look at them; they've got yeah, proper yeah, stands yeah, yeah, yeah. now. No, I love, I love what they're doing. Their lights, their this, their kits different. Their mm-hmm. this, they're this. They're upgrading their training ground. Mm-hmm. They're upgrading the academy. They're bringing in a women's team. They're bringing. They're putting so much money into the club, but mm. we're complaining that oh, we haven't got as much money as you guys, so we can't do what you guys. Okay, so guess what? Get your thinking hats on and go and get investors. But guess what? You're so greedy sitting there just getting your portion and you know what? I'll get a meal, so let me put 100 grand in or let me put 50 grand in or let me put 200 grand. Guess what? The Nevilles are putting 500 grand in. Mm. They're putting 700 grand no, in. No, but they're not. They're getting money from, like we said, the Valencia. Um, and yeah, but guess what? As well. Because yeah. guess what? They're putting on their finger. Do you think all these other owners don't know other rich people? Yeah, to get I just, into that I just feel like I, I think it's a football purist. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a contradiction with a lot of fans. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Like Chelsea, they want to be successful without what they've done, and obviously yeah. Manchester City as well. So you got, you got, you got to love what Abramovich has done for yeah. Chelsea. But the American owners, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Manchester United, hmm. they, they, they won't do it. They just won't do it. Liverpool's model is is great. It works well, obviously, with with um, Michael Edwards as well. The way he gets his players and how mm-hmm. he gets them through which is fantastic United we've obviously heard what you've just said mm. and Arsenal as well they rely so much on t- season ticket revenue yep. it's not sustainable I think people always question whether it's going to be sustainable or not but I hope it will be simply because when Manchester United, Manchester City sorry, and Chelsea spend so much money and then you see Liverpool win the league the way they've done with the buy to, uh, sell to buy mm-hmm. it's great and yeah. I hope it does work I hope it does work I hear what you're saying the clubs but, earn too much money. That's my yeah. thing. Like when you break down what they earn from TV companies, and all that, TV. come on, they're not going to TV companies saying, you know what, the Premier League's getting much better, much bigger. Um, you guys, that's all right. You guys have been supporting us for ten years, guys. Well, you give us less money. No, they want more money mm. and more money and more money. But guess what? When us fans want our owners to put money in the club. Yeah, we're complaining about another club. I don't get it. Mm. Their owners are saying, yeah, I know we obviously got oil money, and that's completely different to NFL money and all that. But guys, we're going into our own pockets. We're not taking anything from Man City. Yeah. We're not taking anything from the fans. It's our own pockets. Yeah, before we get out of here, man, um, Champions League's commencing this week. Quick predictions. Who are you backing to win the, the whole thing? The whole thing? Bayern. I'm going to go Bayern again. Yeah, Bayern. I'm going to, so that's, 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 that's quick. <laughs> I'm going to Bayern. You had Sarni as well. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 These Spanish sides are not going anywhere. Um, you, um, um, Barcelona's got a, a transitional job to do. If Van Dijk was all right, I wouldn't mind. Fancy it ourselves. Yeah, yes, but, yes, yes, <laughs> not yes. anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, Bayern. You mean? No. I'm not sure. So the payload's coming. It's going to be interesting. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. They, uh, but Bayern, to me, seem like the. Yeah, yeah. They, they, right now, they're in their bag, man. They know yeah, what they're doing. Yeah. But so, yeah. so uh, for me, I'd go for that. Man. So yeah, we'll get out of here. Uh, quick shout out to LeBron. Congratulations. He's done it. Yeah, yeah. Four for him. Uh, three different teams. 
Is it Lomachenko? Is it? Oh, Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lopez. Timmy for Lopez. Yeah, good. Congratulations. Yeah, to congratulations, him as well. Lopez. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that coming. Everyone yeah. regards Lomachenko as the, one, the pound for pound. Yeah. You know, he started too. For me, he started way too late to get active. He got active around the eighth round. Too late. Lopez was very measured. His their game plan was spot on. He was aggressive. I do see a rematch coming because the probably the champion rematch. rematch yeah. Was, yeah, he's yeah. unified with the belts now, which is which is solid. So mm. they, they'll do a rematch. They'll run that back. And I think you think Lomachenko won that? Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. Even towards the end of the fight, you could see because Lomachenko had a long layoff as well. Okay, okay. But towards the end of the fight, he was getting stronger. Like you could see, kind of, he started late. He was kind of, you know, putting a pressure on. So I think that's what it would do from the first or second round. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, next week we'll be here again. Team Talk Podcast. Shahab, thank you for joining us. You'll no see problem. more of Shahab around the channel, as I've said before, coach. No, no, no. As well as always, quickly subscribe, Team Talk. TV. Yeah, see, I've never said that, you know, subscribe. Samuel, the job you're doing is great. Coach. Oh, appreciate it, man. You know, I've really enjoyed your, your rant on Ed Woodward today. <laughs> no, but honestly, you guys are, 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 are class, man. And, uh, mm. you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, joining you guys, Team Talk TV. And um, subscribe. subscribe. On my Twitter, at Shahab LFC, I'm going to make sure it goes viral. Yeah, on yeah. If you're on Twitter, share, retweet, do all of that. So, Maguire, man, Maguire, yeah. Maguire. Alright, see you later guys, next week. Peace and love.